thank you. It's quite appropriate you started with the, with the, the idea that we, be, you know, the kids, the children. I think, I think the kids are always, always leading the way, to be honest, and showing us how to do it. Um, you know, they're either dancing around or using their flags, and they get really excited. And I'm going to talk today um, about the subject of prayer. I can get it up. Um, and actually, being, being a kid is a real advantage when it comes to praying. <laughs> and um, so, um, so we're going to try and uh, help you to become like children today. And, uh, and I want to uh, I want to follow on from, uh, from what Nathan uh, said last week and did last week. And I, um, everywhere I go, people, you know, in conferences and that, people, there's always a session on prayer. And people are, and churches you go to, they're always saying, um, prayer is just... You know, we, we've realised it's important. Duh. <laughs> That's like a, 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 you know, a truism, isn't it? Prayer, prayer is important, but we don't always get round to, to doing it as effectively as, as we should do. And I bet everyone, um, I bet everyone here prays. Yeah? I'm not sure we know always what we're praying to or what we're praying about, but I know when, when the rubber hits the road, when things are really hard... People pray, and whether you, you know, you're, you know, a believer in the Lord Jesus or not, um, you know, I reckon there's most people and most, uh, you know, will pray. Yeah, and what I want to do today is sort of try and um, actually create a few prayer warriors. That's that's warriors with an A, not with an O. All right, because prayer isn't about worrying. It's about being warriors. And, um, and, you know, I just want to commission, really, some people here today, and, and as many as possible, to just say, you know, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And, um, and, and let's, let's see. But let's see what, um, what, uh, what prayer is about. Um, Nathan spoke last week, didn't he, about partnering with the presence of God. And he talked about in, up, and out, and... Uh, I won't go into explain all of those, but he also said he'd been reading Knowing God. And um, both of us independently, we, we chatted the other day, I said, oh, I've been reading Knowing God. And he said, oh, I've been reading Knowing God. And I think actually Ard as well, Adrian has been reading Knowing God and just rereading it. This is a book that is like 30 years old, but, or, or plus, I think. It's almost nearly as old as me. It's a lot, lot younger. Um, but, but, is about the presence of God and knowing God. And prayer is just, you know, essential to that happening, isn't it? That prayer is, um, is just the, 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 the way in, if you like, to, that, to, that, um, to the presence of God. And I was... Um, Colin, have you got the, yeah, the, the next slide? I was, I was just browsing the other day and I suddenly thought, there's these guys, these people who are called Moravians... And it's about, I haven't got a video, I'm afraid, because it was like 400 years ago. But so they didn't, they, I don't know why, but they didn't have, didn't have videos then. But um, there was this article I came across that, um, that um, they, uh, that was saying, this is, this is about them. And uh, they were in a, in a community in, in Saxony called Hermut, and Hermhut, whatever you call it. In, and that's what, that's 400, 300 years ago? 300 years ago, sorry. And um, they commenced a round-the-clock prayer watch that continued non-stop for over 100 years. 
Okay? And, um, and by 19, 1791, that's 65 years after that started, that, pro the small, that small community, and they were a bunch of refugees, they were a bunch of um, people who, were, you know, a bit like Syrian refugees now, who come to, come, been sort of um, pushed out of their own country, they sent 300 missionaries across the world. And, that, and they were going to places that you, you know, most people then had never heard of. You know, in South America, America, they were really instrumental in, in John Wesley and um, the, the revival that happened through, through him, both here and in, and in the States. Um, and, and what they said is, um, could it be that there is some relationship between these two facts? They prayed and they sent 300 missionaries around the globe at a time when it, you know, there weren't planes. It was really hard to, um, to do that. And um, not received attention, it reserves, um, that their 100 years prayer meeting that sustained the fires of evangelism. Can you do the next one, Carl? And, but they, it wasn't plain sailing. They didn't sort of go, let's pray for 100 years. Yeah? And, and I, I should say, I don't think there was somebody there at the beginning who finished it. Yeah? But they, um, they uh, uh, the first five years of existence, they showed few signs of spiritual power. So nothing happened. By 1727, that's five years later, a community of about 300 people was racked by dissension and bickering. And one of the things I'm going to look at today is how we agree in prayer. They obviously didn't agree in, in prayer. Um, an unlikely site for a revival. But Count Zinzendorf, because he was... Um, Count Zinsdorf was a German count. Um, that, means he count that, that means he counted or something, a mathematician. Um, they covenanted to prayer and labour for revival, and on May the 12th that year, revival came. So they, they, they decided, we're going to go for this after five years of not going for, you know, nothing happening. And, um, and, the Christians, and it says, Christians were aglow with new life and power. Dissension vanished and unbelievers were converted. Looking back to that day and the four glorious months that followed, Count Zinnendorf later recalled, the whole place represented truly a visible habitation of God among men. And we're talking about, about presence, aren't we? And I just put that up, not to say I, I'm going to force you to, to pray for 100 years, okay? But I do want us to sort of get that there is a connection between prayer and what happens. And um, you know, why that should happen? We'll, we'll try and find out. Because um, it often says, doesn't it? It's, we, we sang a song earlier on, he knows what you want before you need it. So why bother? Why bother? But I'll, I think we should bother and uh, do something about it. Fortunately, for me and for, for Nathan, this, this topic of prayer fits with the next section of Acts. And we're going through the book of Acts. So it gets back to, the, back to track. We're going through the book of Acts. And um, I want to read from verse um, Acts chapter 1. So we just started in, in Acts last week. And I want to continue, continue this and just draw some lessons um, from it. Prayer is a huge subject. I, uh, you know, we're not going to cover it all today. You'll be glad to hear. Um, we'll just cover most of it. So if you've got a couple of hours, is that okay? And, um, uh, you know, and, and it's a thing that I acknowledge I find difficult we all find difficult, but I want to try and help us to start the, the dialogue in order to make it happen more than it does. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Um, so I'm going to read from Acts, Acts 1, verse 12 
through to verse 26. Should be up, it'll be up there, or you can follow it in your app, or a Bible if you've got a paper version, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you want. It says, Then the, the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judas son of James. And they, they all joined constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. And then there's some bracketed bits which I'll, I'll, I'll skip because it's gory and horrible. But, um, you know, you can read it yourselves. And... Uh, about how Judas died. And it said, verse 20, it says, For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore it is necessary to choose one of the men who had been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up for us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. You can't become a witness of the resurrection if you haven't seen it. Yeah, um, if they hadn't seen it, so they wanted that to be established first of all. So they nominated two men: Joseph, called Barsabas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, "Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs." Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. So we leave it today and we'll carry on with the, with the story um, next week. But Jesus had just been ascended um, up to heaven. They'd seen him, him go. So they returned in, in obedience to what he said to, to Jerusalem. And, um, and it says they, uh, you know, they, started to, uh, they started to pray. Prayer was one of the major things that it, it says that, that they did. And that was their means to keep that communication going, to keep that contact going that they'd had with Jesus. And they'd had it for three years plus. And, um, and they, so they, they decided to pray. Now, I want to I ask you, what, what is prayer? What, what do you, you, can, you can shout it out. What, what do you class as prayer? What, what, what's, what's included in prayer? What do you do? Conversation. Conversation. Good. Yeah. Okay. Relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Okay. What else? Speaking and listening. Speaking and listening. Yeah. They're both are really, really important, aren't they? Yeah. Um, it would be bizarre if I just had a monologue with with my children or grandchildren that that had said, um, you know, where they came to me and say, oh, "I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this." They do say that actually, but 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 I try and answer them and try and encourage them to to you know let's have a conversation about it. What else? What else? Connection. Connection. Yeah. With who? <laughs> okay. And um, and each other. What else? What else do you do in prayer? What sort of things? Worship. Worship. Yeah. Yeah. So we worship, don't we? That's all comes under that heading. 
Because the problem is there's no other word for prayer, is there? I, can't, I couldn't find another word in the English language for prayer. You know, most other times I can find a word for it, but I couldn't. Um, what else? Sorry, somebody said something. Give thanks. Give thanks. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well done. What else? What else? Fellowship. Fellowship? Yeah? Who with? God. Okay. Might do it together as well. That's, that's always good, isn't it? Okay. And, um, sorry? Praise. Praise. Yeah? Where did that come from? Somewhere, that, somewhere at the back. Confession. Confession. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Confession of what? All the stuff I've done wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's really, no, that's really important. That's hugely important that we, we recognise, you know, we can be forgiven, yeah? But we need to declare it, what it is we need to be given from. from. Well, sorry, there was another one? This is not going to come out on the... On the um, being real. Being real, yeah, yeah. Being honest, yeah, being real, yeah, yeah. And just saying what you, what, you know, saying it as it is, isn't it? Waiting on God, yeah? So we wait what? And, and Nath talked about waiting, didn't he, last week? Uh, sorry? Listening. listening. Yeah, listening. Anything else? No. Asking for help, yeah. Nobody's said that one yet. We're all, we're all afraid to go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just ask him for things. We, yeah, for ourselves and for others, don't we? You know, we, we, we petition him. That's, in fact, that's what quite a lot of our prayers are about, yeah? Um, so, we, so we do all that. Good. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll stop there, but there's loads of other things, aren't there, that come, that come within prayer. Um, Bill Johnson says, says this, because prayer, prayer is the essence of the presence. It's about what the presence of God is about. And uh, Bill Johnson, in the book that, um, that Nathan referred to last week, called Hosting His Presence, says, he says, perhaps the greatest understand, understatement is that the presence of God is discovered in prayer. It is. And while that is an obvious truth, many people learn to pray without the presence, thinking that discipline is what God is looking for. Discipline has an important part in walking with Christ, but Christianity was never to be known for its disciplines. All right, it's not about rules. It's not about um, that, that. You know, those are important, but they're not what it's in essence about. It was to be known by its passions, by its passions. And he says so many spend their life praying to God when they could be praying with God. And what I want us to do today is grasp the vision of praying with God rather than just to God. Because it's a, it's a collaboration we're part of. It's always handy, isn't it, to know who you're speaking to. Have you ever been in one of those conversations with somebody where you go, I'm a clue, I can't remember your name. Yeah? And it takes you ages, doesn't it, to, to work out what their names are. You, know, you, you look for name badges on them if you're somewhere or, or, or some, some, some clue. But you, 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 know, you have a conversation with them. But it's always good to know who you're speaking to. So when you pray, again, I'm going to ask you, you're doing this, all right? When, when you pray, who, do you t- who are you talking to? When you pray, who are you talking to? Hmm? It's not a difficult question. This is not a trick question. God. Can we be a bit more precise than that? I always, I, 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 you know, I always find if people refer to God as if he's some abstract person that is, or thing, that is sat in the corner of the room or, or isn't there. 
And um, I, find it, I find it quite hard, yeah? For example, I used to call my grandma Flora because that was her name. And I quite like calling, you know, the, the calling out people's names when you're, when you're talking to them. It's always good, isn't it, Anne, to speak to you directly and, you know, and call you by name. I don't call you woman, do I? I mean, that would be a, you know, not very nice, would it? That would be quite rude, you know. Or man, well, you might do man, actually. But, but you know, we, let's, let's just, I just want you to focus. When you're praying, just think, who are you talking to? So who are you, who are you talking to? It's God, but people have, you know, Man United's a God, not to me. Well, it actually might be. But, 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 you know, people have gods, don't they? Yeah? So who are you, who, just chat it out. Who, who might you be talking to? Jesus. Father. The Father. Yeah? Anyone else? Holy Spirit. Yeah? They're all part of this God, Godhead, aren't they? They're all part of God. And, and, it's, and, I think, and they all have different functions. So when you're praying, it's really, I find it really helpful to me to say, I'm talking to the Father at this point, or I'm talking to Jesus at this point, you know, or I'm talking to the Holy Spirit at this point, because I want you to do, you know, Holy Spirit, I want you to come into me and help me to deliver this, you know, this diatribe today. I, you know, so I, I would just encourage you to sort of, just when you're praying, just first question, who am I talking to? Who do I need to be, who do I need to address for this? You know, do I go straight to the Prime Minister or am I talking to the Chancellor Exchequer or whatever? And um, do you get the idea? And, uh, and that way we sort of, we don't sort of um, make them re- re- remote. When I was at school, I, I went to a school and they called me Holder One, which I found slightly odd. And the, my brother was even worse, he was Holder Two. All right? So, you know, and I'm sure God... I'm, I'm referring to God, but I quite like calling him people like something like Yahweh or the Father, you know, Father, because that's what children do, don't they? Or Dad, or, or just, you know, let's let's just just think about who we're talking to. And um, and he. And there's no barriers to entry, are there, into his, into his presence? You know, he's, he's made the way clear for us to, as children to come into his presence. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. There am I in their midst. There's more than two or three here. He's in our midst. Let's, let's take him up as, at, his, at his word. You know, Jesus said, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the middle here. And... Um, you know, we've been adopted, haven't we, as sons? We've been made the bride of Christ. We are, we are in his family. He has, Jesus, through his death and, and resurrection, has made a way for us to come into his presence. And so there's no, there's no barriers to access. The only barriers to access are our, are our sins. And that's where things like confession, like, like repentance, are really, really important to, as Felix said a few weeks ago, to keep the, you know, your feet clean, to keep your hands clean, to keep... Um, uh, to keep short accounts with God. And then why do we pray? You know, why, why are we going to... Why, why, why do we pray? After all, he said, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And so why do we do it? 
You know, if, he's, if he knows, you know, do I just stand there and go, well, you know, and this is fine. This is, this is okay. I'm, I, can, I can get by here. But the point is, he, our father, wants us to depend on him. He, our creator, wants his creatures to be dependent on him um, for, for everything. Now, I've, I've got a granddaughter called, called, um, called Zips, right? Don't ask why. I've got a granddaughter called Zippora, who actually is, is Moses' um, mother, I think. But anyway, she's called Zips. But every time I, we try to do something for her, she insists on doing it herself. And she obviously can't. You know, she can't put her shoes on. Every time I've seen her try and put her trout, you know, her, her tights on, she puts them on the wrong leg, you know? But as a, as a grandparent and as a parent, you want to help, you want to help your kids. You want them to, to sort of be um, dependent on you. We've got grown-up children. Some of them are still a bit dependent on us, yeah? In some ways or other. Whenever they ring up, I go, the answer's no. <laughs> and, that, and then they ignore it. But, but he's, you know, he wants us to, to depend on him. He wants, us to, he wants to help us. Because he knows... Because he's quite clever. He knows he can help us to do things better than we can just do them all on our own. Yeah? I know I can help Zipporah to put on her, you know, her shoes slightly better than she can on her own. Okay? And, um, and the second thing is, he's a good, good father, as we sang earlier on. You know, he delights in us. He, he, you know, as, as Dave said earlier on, you know, he, he's a father who delights in us. He wants to communicate with us. He wants a relationship with us. And, um, and he, you know, he wants us to pray with faith. He wants to stretch our faith. He wants to prove our faith. He wants to prove that actually the, the promises we have in the, in the Bible you know, are amazingly true. And he wants us to approach those with, with faith um, in him. And uh, you know, trust is a foundational principle, isn't it, of, of, of the society we're in. Without trust, you know, you we'd all be loads of criminals. <laughs> and so he wants to instill that, 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 that faith in us. Um, there's a quote that's up there from Wayne Gruden, says, um, uh, which finishes and says, you know, we, we are, uh, when we truly pray, we are relating to God as a person in the wholeness of his character. It's only natural that God would delight in such activity and place much emphasis on it in his relationship with us. He wants, to, he wants us to, to engage with him. And finally, he wants us to, to be partners with him. This is amazing, isn't it? That we should be partners with him in his work of, of renewal and recreation of, of, um, of this whole cosmos. That he wants us to, to align with him. You know, it's about teamwork, isn't it? I work often in, t- in, in teams, and each part plays its part. The only problem is that quite often we try to play God's part for him, Instead of, instead of you know, concentrating on our own part and, do it, and doing that. Um, I remember when I, when I wanted the Holy Spirit years, years ago, I used to wander around, um, and, and I think Jan's referred to it, you know, I used to sort of shout at him and scream at him and, and bash my head against the wall and say, oh, you're, not, you're not baptizing me in, in your Holy Spirit. I haven't got your Holy Spirit. And instead of me going which is what I did eventually, was to accept that actually I had it and I had a job to do because he was in me and I could go off and do it. Yeah? 
you know, I could, I could do the stuff, as it were, and I'm still learning how to do that. But instead of me bashing my head against the wall and trying to do his job for him, which was to give, you know, to give me the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm wanting to, um, you know, I'm needing to sort of go, just say, that's your job. I'll go and do the other, I'll obey, and I'll do the things that you told me to do. And quite often, that's what the disciples did, wasn't it? That they, they did, they concentrated, and we'll look at that. They concentrated on the things that they could do and left the promises, like the baptism in the Holy Spirit, etc., to Jesus, because he'd promised, so I can leave that with him. I'll do the stuff that I need to do to get on with things. And that's what they did. And I just want to look at, um, in the passage, in uh, verse 14, and in the message it says, um, in verse 14, it says, they agreed that they were in this for good, completely together in prayer, the women included. Also, Jesus' mother, Mary, and his brothers. Yeah? So there's a crowd of them that agreed. And, I, and there's two things that, 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 that stand out from this, this prayer that they did. The, the one is that they prayed with one heart and mind. They were in agreement the, the, the Greek word there is about, is about um, one mind. That's what it's made up of. They prayed with one mind. And, um, and Jesus stressed, didn't he, that the, the need for agreement. He said truly in Matthew uh, 18, um, he, said, he said, truly I tell you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that I ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Now that's a bold statement, isn't it? Yeah? But, if, but agreement is exceptionally powerful. But I want to tell you that connection is crucial. <laughs> yeah? Because I want to tell you as well that not everything you and I think is right. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint you in that. But not everything that I think is a good idea is a good idea. And, and we, we therefore need that connection because we, we need him. And we need to get that agreement. That's really important. That's why we pray in twos and threes. We want to encourage people to get together in twos and threes and pray. But that connection is, uh, is, is, is incredibly important. And we must, rec- must remain connected. In, uh, and there's some, some verses from John 15, Colin, that says, he says, I am the vine, you are the branch. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And um, if some of you, you know, we can do nothing without him, without that connection. That connection and that agreement go hand in hand. And um, if I've got, like I'm in here and people come in and use the Wi-Fi in here, Okay. And if, if that Wi-Fi is down, I've had it, yeah? Um, I've got a friend of mine who's, who won't, whose kids won't go on holiday with him until they know what the Wi-Fi is that they're going to be able to access so that they can go online, okay? But without that connection, we're powerless. In fact, it does, it does mess us up quite a lot um, if, we're, you know, if we're using one of these or, or a computer. But that connection is really, 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 really important. So we must stay, stay connected. And we want to encourage some small groups. I know, um, and we'll probably come on to this um, 
at some other time. But I know Jan has, has had a picture, Jan, my wife here, who stood up earlier on, um, of how important prayer is and of trying to encourage people to meet in groups, groups of two and three so that we can, people can start to be accountable, they can start to agree on things, they can start to, to work together to, um, with, the, with the Lord to, um, to make things happen. And we want to encourage that in small ways. We also want big, you know, this isn't about big prayer meetings. This is about every one of us praying individually, in small groups, or in large groups. Because that's what those disciples were doing. They met in their home, they met in the temple, they met in smaller groups, they met in, they met in larger groups. The other thing is that they persevered in prayer. Yeah? And the word, again, is, is that it says they met constantly. They didn't meet constantly because... Um, because it records Peter standing up and saying, hey guys, I think we need to do, to do something. But they, they were steadfast. They were persistent in prayer. They, they persevered at it. They carried on at it. Um, they were strong towards doing it. It was a, it was a priority for them. And, and they pursued, pursued prayer with, with a vengeance. And, and throughout Acts, we're going to return to this in Acts, because throughout Acts, they're praying, they're praying, they're praying. And that was what made this group of 120 people to start with, just slightly, slightly more than we have here, just slightly more, transform the whole world. But it was prayer that was the engine behind what they did. Um, and that, that relationship that we have is really crucial to prayer. The disciples took action. They didn't just pray. They pr- there was a process they went through. They prayed. They studied the scripture. They related what they were praying about to, to, the, to the, the, in, in their case, to the Old Testament. And they came up, Peter came up with this idea that actually Psalm 69, and, and Psalm 69 seems to be a favourite um, psalm of the, at this time, because there's about five references to bits of it that they relate to Jesus. So they obviously, you know, like we take, I don't know, John 3, 16 or something, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only, only son. Then they were taking Psalm 69 and going, hey guys, this is speaking to us, this is, this is helping us. And I think it's an important principle that we do have the, um, we do use the Bible when we pray. And we do relate what we, what we pray to it. it I mean, it's one of the things... I probably do quite a lot because I love, I love the Bible. But, you, you know, you try and pick the verses and use them prophetically and align where you're going to what the Bible is saying and use Bible verses to av- align the prophecies that, that you might have or the, the direction you might want to take. So that's a crucial part of praying, praying as well is looking at the, looking at the Bible. And... Um, and and, that, and they, um, so they, they worked out that these verses that to you and I might seem a bit, a bit odd, at that point were speaking to them about, about appointing somebody else. So they weren't idle. They were told to wait in Jerusalem and they had to wait 10 days. They prayed, but they weren't idle. They prayed and they did. So on, in response to that word, they, they actually then had a plan. They made a plan. And, that, and they said, and they used common sense. 
I know it's you know strange thing to, to apply. They were they were practical. They said, well, how can we do this? If if um, if we're going to be witnesses, we're going to need a bit more help here, guys. And there was something symbolic about twelve, wasn't there? It was twelve you know twelve um, tribes of Israel, etc. So they they sort of worked out they needed to appoint somebody else. So they took action, and they they drew up a shortlist of people who met certain criteria. So they set the criteria and they drew up a list of people who'd been with Jesus since the beginning and were witnesses of his resurrection. That was their criteria. It could have been anything, anything else. So they planned and they acted and then they, um, they prayed again. They prayed again and said, Lord, you choose which one of these. And they used, um, they cast lots which we might think is a, you know, um, you might do it next door in the betting shop, but you probably wouldn't do it, do it in here. But actually it was a recognised way of getting decisions done at that time. In the Old Testament, there's lots of references to Urim and Thurim, which were like things that the priests held and helped them to choose between different routes. So, you know, it was a recognised way of doing it. And one would say that when we have the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit can lead us more directly in, in that way. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't odd at that time. And Matthias won. I feel really sorry for Justice, the other guy. I mean, that, that's, that's height of rejection, isn't it? <laughs> and it doesn't say how he coped after that or how he coped with it. But I'm sure they looked after him. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just read it and thought, oh, that poor chap. <laughs> He's having to cope with the rejection like, um, like a lot of us are. Um, so they did that. And, um, but their prayer was not, you know, they, while they were waiting for God to do his bit, they prayed and they acted and they did what they needed to do at that time. And they left the stuff, they left the promises that God have, has made to him for him to fulfill. Now, you know, prayer was the was the key to breakthrough. You saw with the Moravians earlier on, and we're coming into, into land now. Um, you saw with the Moravians earlier on that prayer was the key to, their, um, to that um, basically um, explosion of evangelism throughout the world um, you know, because they, they impacted so, so much. So prayer has an impact, but we need to, we need to start it, you know, need to keep going. There's a verse in... Um, uh, in, in Proverbs, Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And we want to encourage you to be, to get into, into triplets, yeah? To get into twos and threes and get with people and, and pray with people and use those to, um, you, you know, we can do this a bit more through the, through the connect groups, but try and, you know, match people up. Try and get together with people and start to see this as, as something that can be really, really powerful in driving forward us uh, as a church, uh, for the local area, for transforming the local area, for whatever it is you want to do. And that's the, that's the base unit. So we're not, I'm not suggesting something you know, really big, let's, let's organise a big meeting. I'm saying get together with your, with your friends. Get together with people in the church in twos and threes and just start to, to engage and, and, and help each other to experience that presence of God in our, in our midst. So there'll be a bit more about that because um, uh, 
you know, Jan and I, and I, would, Jan, I was going to get Jan to share something about how she came to that sort of um, view, but um, of about how to encourage it. But we'll leave that for another time because she's not been very well this week, so so I've, I've let her off. Okay, and um, so you just got me. The, but we do want to help you. We do want to help people to just start to engage in prayer and just see how important it is. We will be returning to it as we go through. And we want people to be prayer, prayer warriors. We want people who will put their hand up and say, um, I, I want to pray. Because quite often we think it's not, it doesn't work. But I want to tell you, it does. It does. I want to I leave you with some, some words so that we, we can, you know, to sum up this, this section and to launch us, because next week we're going to look at, it'll be Pentecost, it'll be the Holy Spirit. And, um, uh, and so John Stott says, and there's a slide on this, it says, it, to sum it up, it says, though the place left vacant by Judas has been filled by Matthias, the place left vacant by Jesus has not yet been filled by the Spirit. So we leave Luke's church chapter of Acts with the 120 disciples waiting in Jerusalem, persevering in prayer with one heart and mind, poised ready to fulfill Christ's command just as soon as he fulfilled his promise. And that's where we are. We want him to fulfill his promise so we can go and, and do what he said, which was to, to you know, preach his name throughout, throughout the world. Um, so, so that's where that's where we want to finish. That's where we want to move. It's like a it's like an adventure story this week. Be, you know, we're on to chapter three tomorrow uh, next week, following week, will it? Okay, and um, and you know we want to we want to carry on this story. But prayer is just fundamental to the presence of God in in all of this. Um, can I just I, and I just want to f- finish really by saying to you. Um, just calling out actually the, the prayer warriors in you because actually I see that hidden behind a lot, lot of what is out there among you guys are people who, who actually are brave soldiers yeah? I've, got, I've just got this picture here of, of, as I see you with your coats on, but a bit like Superman, there's something underneath that actually if you went into a telephone box and ripped it off, you would, you would reveal a, a sort of... I've got a picture of a Roman soldier, actually, but a, a warrior... Somebody who will, and, and a warrior in prayer. And I just want to call out that, actually. I just want to call it out and say, you know, um, come out. I want to say, come out of, of, of us. Come and, come and show. You know, I'm in the same, same boat, so I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it. I was at a meeting the other day, and they called people out who wanted to be prayers, who wanted to be prayer warriors and I, I want you to, to just I want to challenge you actually and say come out come out and, and let that, um, that praying and even if you don't fully understand what it is let that praying come out and be seen 